Talking about what's new with Los Angeles Clippers. There's always so much to discuss. Let's jump right in. It's LA Clips Forum. It's LA Clips Forum with Jesse and Brian. Welcome to the LA Clips Forum. My name is Brian Andrew. I'm here with my sweet cheese. Jesse Sandoval, what's up, guys? I Sometimes I feel like we don't hear the Jesse part very well and it just ends up being sandoval oh no you're good jay sandoval jay sandoval uh just sandoval Uh, i I go by many names so right now what we like to do is we zoom each other and we have these like avatar like little face things we do right now i have green lips and a loading screen jesse has this like zorro thing going and I feel like imagine you're trying to like change your secret identity and you're like, uh, you're like Jay Sandoval instead of Jesse Sandoval. <laughs> like, no, no, no one's going to know who that is. <laughs> I'll be like the sh- superhero for sure. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I just fight Laker fans. That's all I do. <laughs> <laughs> you, you just start fights. <laughs> I'm an anti-hero. Before we get started on some Clippers basketball, why don't you promote our Patreon, Jesse? You do it very well, and I thought you should do it. Well, guys, I'm here to tell you the good news. The good news is we have started a Patreon. The other good news is it's only three Brian, can you tell me what you can do with $3? You can maybe buy one thing at McDonald's. That is true. One thing. You can't even get the the Cactus Jack whatever meal anymore. So, And even then, that was over $3. What you can get is probably a bag of Hot Cheetos, which is not good for your health. Mm -hmm. But you know it's good for your health. I was talking crap about other NBA teams. Exactly. That is what we do on this Patreon. We basically unload on the other teams that are in the Western Conference. And if you hate Devin Booker, Chris Paul, and the Suns as much as we do, I believe you will enjoy this Patreon. It's unfiltered. We go at it. We're genuine in our hatred for those other franchises. That was a good promo. Oh, thanks. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, we talk about other teams and uh, we have a fancy basketball league. And what else do we have on there? Oh, we have sports diaries, which we just talk about some random casual sports stuff. You know. Yep. And the next one's going to be pretty rough. Especially, I'm going to try. My, the... I'm going I'm I'm to try my best not to just cry about the Padres. Now, <laughs> now. We'll see, because maybe the Dodger fans are finally going to get some content on the Patreon they want to hear. It's just me crying. <laughs> uh, they just like uh, they just like take the clip, the sound clip, and yeah, it's their it's it's their new voicemail. <laughs> it's a ringtone. <laughs> it's, just, it's just me crying. They're like, all right, uh, at the end of the beat, uh, leave me a message and your number. I don't even know if people do that anymore. Let's talk about some Clippers basketball. I feel like I can't talk right now. Right. Yeah. Let's talk about some Clippers basketball. basketball. All right. 
They played three games. This is what we're going to do. I, if you were not listening to our pod during the regular season last year, this is kind of the format. We it, it, It's a loose format, but we usually kind of review the games we that have happened between podcasts. We do a quick review because I'm sure if you're listening to this pod, you you already know what's up. So we're not going to waste your time. We're going to do a quick review. Then we're going to talk about two to three narratives that have happened in between both pods. So we're trying to keep it where it's somewhat up to date, but you could always go back and listen and be like, oh, yeah, that was cool. You know, Um, for example, at this point last year, I was going off on Marcus Morris's knee. And do I regret that? Yes. Are we going to probably make the same mistake this year by going off on a player that doesn't deserve it? Probably. <laughs> <laughs> that's what that's how only, podcasts work, right? All right. Every uh, every week, it's a different player. We go at it. Um, yeah. So with three games, so the first game, Lakers. Second game, Kings. Kings. Third game, the Suns. Uh, we are two and one, right? Yep. First two games, we won. I think so. We've been in some Twitter spaces. A lot of people had some complaints, but we won, right? At the end of the day, we won. That's what matters. The Lakers don't look very good. The Kings look promising. And then we finally played a contender against the Suns, and we did not look very good at all. Yeah. No, I absolutely agree with that. I, I didn't get to watch the full game. I watched the fourth quarter and a little bit of third quarter, a little bit of the second. No, I'm just kidding. Just third and fourth. <laughs> I watched the whole game. I'm just saying that. I'm just lying. Um, yeah, I don't know. It just felt pretty sloppy. Towards, towards the fourth uh, fourth quarter and the third, uh, at the end of the third, it looks like we were getting things uh, in motion. We are passing the ball a lot, looking for the open man. Um, it's just that it felt like the Suns always had an answer for every shot we we made, and uh, I don't know if Kawhi coming off the bench contributes that contrib- contributes to this issue. Um, I don't know. What What are your thoughts? Well, I guess we could start getting into some narratives. So I don't know if you had Kawhi coming off the bench on your bingo card to start the year off, but uh, that, actually I did. Uh, you, you did, right? So I, I don't recall the podcast episode, but you, you asked me genuinely and uh, you were like, well, do you think Kawhi might come off the bench? I don't remember what episode it was. And my smug ass was like, <laughs> probably not <laughs> acting like I'm the smartest guy in Clipperland, and jesse over here hot take machine outside the box thinker said Kawhi was coming off the bench what what gave you that intuition that that might happen jesse i just feel like Kawhi and Ty Lu just think outside the box you know they're not they're not trying to let people know what their plan is and you know what? They always like to piss off the fans as well. <laughs> so, yeah, that makes sense. So, so it just felt like it, it just felt right, you know. And plus, I feel like, I, I don't know, I just thought coming off the bench would be a safer option for him, um, especially coming back from an ACL injury, uh, surgery, I should say. 
Above. So I felt, yeah. <laughs> up, up. I, so I just felt like it was a better way for him to implement into the system, back, back into the system, get his groove in um, without really rushing them. Uh, and it also made him available for the fourth quarter, um, which is nice if we have close games, you know. So let me ask you this then. Do you feel like the chemistry has been totally out of whack because of this? I don't know if it's just completely this. Uh, you know, you, you have a full year off. Um, you had a full season of players playing a full season without Kawhi Leonard and uh, most of it with Paul, without Paul George. So implementing two big high-volume shooters will be a little bit difficult. And then you're also introducing another puzzle piece or another moving piece, which is John Wall. And he's trying to get, you know, familiar with everyone else. Um, I believe all those contribute to this slow start. I don't think it's 100% on Kawhi. Um, I, I don't want him to... I just feel like it's too easy of a scapegoat, you know? I feel like you're taking out of context the fact that we didn't play with Paul George and Kawhi last season. You know, it was mostly our bench players and, you know, three of our starters. Well, we all know that Kawhi is probably not on social media. He Apparently, he doesn't watch basketball games. But we do know he listens to this pod. So we don't want to make him feel bad about coming off the bench. When I first heard about it, I absolutely loved it. Now, after the Suns game, though, I could see why it could be a little frustrating. Because it does seem like in the preseason, we were given like, okay, this is what our lineup's going to look like. We just need to figure out, like, are we going with John Wall or are we going with Reggie Jackson? Maybe a month before the preseason started, we're like, are we going Marcus Morris or we're going Rocco, you know, or Nico Batum or something. Now it's kind of like eventually Kawhi is going to start. So it's kind of like we're just going to use this first month of the season to get him kind of familiar, get him ready to come back. But what is but that's not necessarily getting the team to be ready. Now, me and you, I think, are in the same boat where we're just like, it's November. Keep in mind, last year in November, we had a lot of thoughts on how the season would go. And then by Christmas, we had neither Paul George or Kawhi. So a lot could happen during the season. A lot could change. There could be trades. There could be injuries. So for us to overreact to something that happened after three games in October going into November... I don't necessarily think we have to like start going like, oh, see, well, Kawhi's coming off the bench is actually ruining the team. I don't think we're going to go that far. But I do think it contributes to the slow start because I think we're putting lineups out there that we normally wouldn't put out there. I don't know if you agree or disagree. or. No, I, <clears throat> I, I, I partially agree with you because, uh, like, like I said, I, I believe it plays a factor but I think there's other things as well that, that need to be considered. And those were the points I made about like Paul George not being available. You know, we only played with three of our starters, you know, last season. So they got adjusted to playing with role players and role players getting minutes, you know, they're not going to really see. And so you develop that chemistry 
with these players. And then all of a sudden you interject both Kawhi and Paul George who are going to take a lot of those shots, you know, that that's going to require adjusting, you know? Um, so I'm not going to put it all on Kawhi, but I, I believe it does put a play a factor. Um, also, yeah. Cause I want to make a point. Cause I remember in the Twitter spaces last year, I was making the, the case when like everyone was saying, well, when Kawhi comes back for the playoffs, right? Because everyone thought he might. And when Paul George comes back before the season ends and Norman Powell gets in there, don't worry, we're going to be good. And I always said, well, you know, players like Reggie Jackson and Marcus Morris, who have been taken to heavy load this year, is going to learn how, is going to have to learn how to take a step back. And that's not the easiest thing to do. So now we're at the beginning of the season and everyone's worried about chemistry issues. <laughs> and I'm like, and it's just like, what did you expect? We have players that are coming back and players that are trying to get familiar into the system. I do believe though, there was kind of an expectation based on how the preseason went. And then now this is, this is kind of like an out of left field kind of thing. I still kind of like it. I still kind of like this idea of Kawhi coming off the bench. It's just, we got to now figure out that like if Kawhi is going to be coming off the bench for the first 10, 15 games, then the the team, the starting lineup, which will probably transition to our next, our next narrative needs to kind of figure it out, <laughs> you know, like, and I think that comes down to Norman Powell fitting in. Yeah, I definitely agree with you. I just will bring that back to the preseason. I will say that it was really odd to see Kawhi start in the preseason and then it flip in the in the regular season. That was that was kind of odd. Um, yeah, I just want to point that out. <laughs> that yeah, it, it's just like we saw it in the we saw it in the preseason. It, it would be one. Th- I guess it's to throw like what the Lakers off in the first game. If anything, just threw ourselves <laughs> off. It made the game probably closer than it had to be. Um, yeah, yeah. I, 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 it, 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 I might, I might. There's a lot of people I've we've talked to on Twitter and stuff that are absolutely frustrated with this Kawhi thing. And like to me, I'm like, I don't really care. <laughs> it's just, <laughs> it's, it's just a matter of like we got to win games and losing to the suns when we're when we don't kind of, like keep in mind the suns team although there's a lot of um baggage there it's still the same team from last year for the most part except for jay crowder the clippers yeah. are almost a brand new team so it's it's like we still gotta figure some things out losing to a suns team that might happen but losing now we're gonna start playing we're gonna play the thunder twice that game's going to be without Paul George and Marcus Morris. <laughs> mm-hmm. So I don't know. It would be nice if Kawhi started, <laughs> but but if he doesn't, I'd be surprised if, if he doesn't start. But no. he 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 may not. And then like so, I guess we we start plugging players in. Maybe Coffee gets a start. Maybe Terrence Mann gets a start. Um, I'm pretty sure we'll maybe see Rocco or I don't know, like Nick Batum. But it's it's just one of those things where it's like we're all we're going to be going into our fourth game and it seems like we're just the team just seems a little off am i worried about it no but i am i I guess i'm speaking as a fan at this point where i'm just like all right let's 
let's let's take a step back and just like all right keep let's just enjoy the clip like they're two and one it's not like last year when we started one and four right yeah like as long as we're still getting wins and then you know because you know we're not gonna look back in march and be like man i wish we got that game in november or october <laughs> <laughs> you know what i mean like i think it's just like we got it it's just it would be nice if we got it, our, our act together a little bit yeah i think there's just a lot of expectations of this team being like uh you know hitting you know what was i gonna say what's the saying you know championship getting getting out of the gates running you know like yeah. um they felt that everyone's going to be in sync everyone knows the role everyone knows where it they need to be at and that's not the case norman powell hasn't played enough games with a full roster for him to get situated into this team i'm not going to give up hope on him i know we're oh, i'm getting to another subject i'm sorry about no that. no no let's just let's but, just jump into it but finish your thought and then i'll segue into our next narrative but yeah yeah like you mentioned we started one and four last season teams start off cold six years are down what are they lost like three games now yeah. yeah, are we gonna say they're completely trash? No, they're not. They're they're, they're, they're probably really... gonna, they're gonna probably make the playoffs. Yeah, exactly. So we're just figuring things out. Calm down, relax. Now, like you mentioned, if we're heading into December, January, you know, and Kawhi is still coming out the bench, then yeah, I will have some concerns about that. Um, but right now, I'm just enjoying the wave. You know, <laughs> enjoying the ride. Yeah, uh, just you know, we, we beat a Lakers that <laughs> we beat a Lakers team while we were playing our worst, and we should feel good about that. <laughs> I think we should feel good about that. Like the Lakers tried their hardest, and we won by like six points comfortably in the final minute. <laughs> like, yeah, there was not a moment I was worried about the game. There's not a moment where I was like, "We're really gonna throw this game away." And, um, and I and I yeah. will die on this hill. That game meant more to Lakers than it did to Clippers. I know all the fans want to see them win. This is my opinion. Uh, you know, uh, of course, I love beating the Lakers. I love, fucking, I, I love the saltiness of Laker fans. But that game was more important to them because they're trying to set the tone that they're not that trash team that was last season, right? They're trying mm-hmm. to show they're a championship-worthy team, and in reality, they're not. Right. You know, they're trying to show that they can uh, they can get Westbrook situated into the system. They can't. It meant so much more to them than it did to us. And we're, they still lost. We're over here taking a top five player of all uh not not of all time, sorry. A top five, you know, a top five player in the NBA, potentially, coming off a knee injury and just being like, you know what? We're gonna send it, we're gonna have him come off the bench. Just to, just totally throw off. Like, you know what? I don't even know if that was necessarily in Tyloo's game plan. I just think he, they just decided that at noon. And then it was like, yeah, sure, we I guess we could do that. Like the amount of tinkering just by having Kawhi come off the bench <laughs> shows like, yeah, like real talk. I understand like you should take every team seriously, but it just seemed like the Clippers were playing a team that's fighting to be in the play-in. It wasn't necessarily like this huge LA thing. It did not like last year. They felt like that way, especially because we were so close in the standings. We didn't have any stars. They technically did, but they had no depth. Like it was a perfect combination to really build that rivalry. A lot of those games were close. 
we had the tr- we had the, the first and second best players of all time in Ohio playing each other. First Luke, second LeBron. And they were going at it last year. This time around, it seemed like we were still in preseason mode trying to make things work. And we just casually like glided ourselves to a win. <laughs> like, it was just like, all right. Oh, the Lakers got it close. Oh, the Lakers took a lead. Huh. All right. Well, oh, well, we got it back. All right. Well, we won by six. Congratulations, guys. Let's go back to life. <laughs> like, it just seemed like it seemed like when you're playing like a back to back and the first one's the Pistons and the second one's the Nets. So you, you sit people against the Pistons. <laughs> like, it felt like that kind of game. Like, it really felt like culture wise, we were just playing a team that was what the, the 11th seed last year or the 12th seed. Like, I think they were 11, like, we legit went into that game like oh yeah we're playing 11 c team it had nothing to do with the crosstown rivalry <laughs> it seemed like the clippers showed up to a ro- uh showed up to a game that they thought they were playing at home looked at the schedule and was like oh it's the lakers oh we're wearing a- oh okay why is the lakers court on oh, oh okay all right tyler just said we're playing 11 c team i didn't know it was the lakers like it seemed <laughs> like that was the attitude going into that game and we still walked away with a win my my favorite part of that whole day was at the end, uh, post game, you know, conference, and Kawhi was like, "They didn't tell you that I was gonna come off the bench." <laughs> <laughs> it's like that's not my job to tell you guys. <laughs> like, right. Uh, that was my favorite part. Um, but yeah, so we hinted at Norman Powell. Do we want to move on to Norman Powell? Yeah, let's move on to Norman Powell. Speaking of chemistry issues. It's, you remember when Norman Powell at the at the at the at the press at the media day or whatever it was like, I want to be the starting two guard. I did not know we were going to get an M Night Shyamalan twist of that he was going to be replacing Kawhi in the starting line. We're all trying to figure it out. Like, how would that actually work? Would Kawhi play the four? Would Norm play the one? Like, what's going on? And then it just happened to be. Oh yeah, you know what? We're just gonna take Kawhi out of our lineup and put Norman Powell, and he has not been great. <laughs> I'm not gonna say. All right, he has not been good. He, you know, he's been bad. <laughs> but I'm I, like you said, I'm trying not to give up on him yet because he's a talented player. I just, it's one of those things right now, though. It seems like. It's like you're playing 2K, you get a really good player that has really good attributes and you feel like, all right, this is the best player I could get at this position for this price. Cool, let's bring him in. And it's just for whatever reason, it's not fitting. It's like right now the Clippers are trying to build this puzzle and Norman Powell's pieces are not like lined up the same (laughs) as everybody else's. Do I have faith that it could work out? Sure. It's like I said, it's only October. It's I, I keep saying November, I think, because <laughs> I, I feel like it should be November already. But it's only October. Like I have faith that this will work itself out. It's a little intriguing because of how much he makes, what his expectations are, and we're and since you know. I, I, I said, I told you even before the pod, I didn't want to get too far into this, but I'm just going to say it out loud. I'm I'm going to say the quiet part out loud is everyone was talking about Luke Kennard and Marcus Morris getting traded. 
at some point during the year. Norman Powell's contract looks r- very tradable. Are we going to talk about trades this soon? Probably not, but I'm just going to throw it out there. That's something that we should probably keep in the back of our heads. Is like if 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 it doesn't in, like he could end up being really good. But if it's not fitting, February could get pretty interesting. I'll I'll let you take it from here. No, yeah, I, I Norm Powell has the tools to be successful in this offensive system, not defense. Uh, <laughs> right. I, I really three and D guy quotations. I know I, I, he can shoot. He can drive. He can drive to the basket. You know, initiate contact. Um, he he has those things that we that we desperately need in the system, but he just looks very cold and he just looks very shook. Um, I don't know if he's just in his head. I don't know if I noticed that when I was looking at it, you know, it's only been three games, but he's taking four. He's taking less. He's taking less shots. And I think it's by four right now. You know, usually he takes 12. He attempts 12. Uh, he's attempting eight. And I don't know if that plays a factor in it. Uh, I don't, do you, do you have a thought on that? Do you think that's going to, you know, kind of rattle him because he doesn't he's not tossing up shots to get, you know, and not seeing them in. Does that make any sense? Yeah. So he shot eight. He took eight field goals and only made two of them in the Laker game. He went one for 10 in the Kings game. And then he went four for nine in the Suns game. He has scored single digits in every game. So far, he's averaging. I'm not gonna do the math right now, but it's it's like roughly eight to nine points a game. It's weird because watching Clippers basketball for so long, we've always been saying like, I wish we had a guy who could get to the rim and get to the line. And Norman Powell probably is the best player in our team that could that could do that. To be honest with you, maybe John Wall is better, but we didn't technically have John Wall in the like until like mid-off season Mm -hmm. so it seems like we finally got a player that could do that the way i interpreted it as and i feel like the way the offense has always worked is like yeah paul george and Kawhi as your primary playmakers slash gravity players the gravity is on them which allows for players like zoo to uh, roll to the basket you have Outside shooters like Nick Batum, Marcus Morris, Luke Kennard shooting high percentages from three. And Reggie Jackson now becoming a spot-up shooter in the playoffs a couple of years ago. Like, it kind of felt like Norman Powell was like, okay, cool. He He's going to be just that guy, too. He's going to be that spot-up three-point shooter, you know, catch-and-shoot three-point guy. And it's it's now getting to the point where it's like it's odd that that hasn't necessarily happened yet, and he's driving to the basket a ton. And you would think that him being such a catch and shoot three guy would eventually make people respect it too much to the point where he's now being able to drive. But I feel like he's now trying to drive to make people respect that for. And but the thing is, so far you you can't respect it. <laughs> like yeah, it's just there's so many people in the paint. Sorry, I'm asking crazy. It's all right. <laughs> my dog, my dog. My dog saw a dog on TV or something. And, yeah. uh, so it's, it, uh, I want it to work because I think it can. But to be honest with you, 
my first thought when the trade happened was he technically plays the same position as Kawhi and Paul George do. It's like we have three guys who all play the same position. And it's like obviously he's a smaller version of it and plays it differently, but Kawhi and Paul George are two guards, and technically you could play two wings, but outside of that, Norman Powell, Norman Powell's gonna have to kind of play out of his element. You mentioned earlier, it's too soon to give up on the guy. Um, he has the tools. I just give him some time to get implemented into the system. Um, and hopefully he figures it out. Hopefully he stops getting inside his head and he just, you know, plays his game. Uh, right now, it doesn't feel like he's playing his game. Um, and one thing I really find irritating is that I feel like when he drives to the rim, he's looking for contact and he's looking for a whistle. And it just, I don't know, it just annoys me. Like, you you shouldn't be going to the rim expecting to get bailed out. Your intent should be to score. And that's not what he's doing right now. But with that being said, I do see the potential, you know, when we have Kawhi. Have we – well, I guess, like, here's a question I have. Have we seen a lineup with Kawhi, Paul George, maybe Luke Kennard, and Nicholas Batum so far? Uh, uh, you know I... what? There's analytic guys who are, like, super into lineups and stuff. I'm sure we've probably seen something like that already. Maybe it was a Laker game. Because I just feel like maybe that's going to work out because, you know, that gives him the spacing that he's able to attack the rim. Um, You know, where, where Zoo's not, not in the key, you know, clogging up the paint. And you have Nicholas Platoon where his center has – where the five has to respect his shot. And that gives, you know, Norman Powell the lane to go to. But, yeah, I don't know. It's rough. We said in the preseason, everyone was talking about, you know, Norman Powell's the best player, the third best player. And we were on here saying that that has been proven. We've hmm. only seen him on the, trail, on the Trailblazers – We've seen him on the Raptors. And, yes, he played really well on both teams. Doesn't mean that he's going to play well for us. Right. He Man. might need to go to a team where he's the high-volume shooter. Yeah, or, like, he's the primary two-guard, right? Like, he maybe he has to go to a team. Like, for, for example, was he playing out of position on the Blazers? Yeah, he was. But that the way that offense worked was just, like, they were just, like, a bunch of guards just shooting the hell out of the ball. We don't technically have the same system here. We just don't have a bunch of, we just don't have three dudes who just go ISO whenever. It seems like it the first week, <laughs> but like, <laughs> the, the offense is supposedly not supposed to be just a bunch of dudes going ISO. Like, and I, and I think um, if I, if I could be real about this and I'm going to highlight another player right now is John Wall. John Wall has a similar issue as Norman Powell. It's just I feel like the results of John Wall doing it are better. Like he's getting results. He's making his like he was on fire making his mid range shot against the Lakers. He could have taught Kawhi something. That's how well his mid range shot was in that game. And he's getting to the hole. He's getting like he's getting to the line. He's not making his free throws necessarily. But you know, it just seems like when John Wall does it, it's like oh that that looked good. When Norman Powell does it, it's like ah. Uh, you didn't have to do that, Norm. <laughs> like it's, I like they're and I feel like they're both playing the same style, and they're both probably making 
the same wrong read. It's just John Wall just looks a little better doing that. And I guess that's what happens when you're a former all-star. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, keep in mind, Norman Powell, no matter how well and how good we think he is, he's always been a role player. And now he's on a championship team and he has to play a role. And he was a younger guy on that Raptors team. So he was probably he probably knew how to play his role there. But now he feels like he's better than that role. But now you're back on a championship team and you have a role to play. And I feel like and I, I we made this point in the summer. It's like everybody on the team gets it except for him so far. And although John Wall might be struggling with it, it seems like he wants to get it. It's like John Wall wants to be like, no, I want to play a role. Or, oh, I should have passed the Luke more. Or, I should have done this. Norm, on the other hand, just seems like, man, he just seems like he's having an off night. It's like, no, it doesn't matter if you're having an off night, dude. You just got to make sure it works with this team. Mm. And yeah. That, or, I think, or just show us promises that it can work, you know? Because um, yeah. John Wall shows us that, though. I I get he's taking more shots than necessary, but I'm liking what I'm seeing, what he, what he brings to the team. He pushes the pace. Yeah. He made some questionable decisions, um, you know, against the Lakers. <laughs> uh, him taking a, taking a pass half court uh, was pretty funny. Um, but I just like the attitude. I like the I like the dog in him. You know, like he he's like pass me the rock. You know, yeah. like you know when he's feeling it, he's just like you know what you know, give it to me. I got this. And I know some people might not like that. I do, uh, and I think it's necessary. Uh, especially when we have, you know, other people that can be passive in this team um, at times. But I think when he gets – him missing Luke Kennard, him missing other players, that can be fixed within time, you know. Getting familiar with your teammates, the spots they'd like to be at, the spots they're going to be at, the plays that they're going to start, you know, the plays that they're going to call, he's going to be more familiar with that all comes in time and I, I think it's going to iron out, but it looks promising based on what we've seen, um, which we haven't, <laughs> we don't really see that with Norman Powell. Um, I, I think, I think with Norman Powell too, our expectations are, although you were hurt last year, you've been in the system now for since February, you've been at practice, you've been chatting it up, you've been talking to coaches and then you even were able to play with Paul George a little bit last year. You were in important games in the play-in. And, and you had all summer, you know, and you wore blazer shorts. Who cares? We're at the, it's, just, it's, it's real games now. Who cares about the short stuff? You know, who cares that you're wearing blazers gear? It's now, it's the regular season, and these games matter. And... It to me, it seems like, and you know what, Rocco picked it up really fast, and you know why? Because he knows how to play a role. He figured out what his role was very quickly. To me, right now, I'm going to give Norman the benefit of doubt, as in like he's just trying to figure out his role. If this thing continues for another few weeks, though, not we're a narrative based. We're a narrative podcasts we're we're an emotion we're emotional fans so i'm not going to sit here and just act, act like i'm a smug journalist or something like that i'm going to be real about it is 
I'm going to interpret that as Norman refusing to figure out what his role is. If he can't figure this out in the next few weeks, I understand when Kawhi and Paul are not out there, he needs to step it up and hoop. But we'll see in the next few, like right now, I, I think he'll figure it out. But in a few weeks, if he doesn't, I'm going to be like, Hey dude, so what, what, what is the issue? Like, what is the issue? Because I don't care if he goes out there and scores nine points, but if it's if but if it's because he went three for four from three because he was wide open, and he got two steals because he or he got a couple deflections on defense, and we won by thirty because everyone's playing like a team. I don't care if Norman Powell scores nine points. It's just he's doing it while going like one for ten from the field. <laughs> yeah. You know, like it, it's it's frustrating. He's he's he, he's he's helping us lose possessions. And it's early October. He'll figure it out. But if for whatever reason he can't figure out his role, then I'm going to interpret it that he's refusing to figure out his role. Hmm. But that maybe that's just me. That's a good point. I I generally think that when he's when he's when he's taking this many shots and he's forcing all these things, I, I believe the intent is to help out Kawhi and PG with the load. I don't think it's just him, you know, trying to play hero ball or him trying to get a bigger role. But I can totally understand if it, why you can see it that way. Um, but maybe I'll, I'll change my tune, you know, later on in a couple of weeks, maybe I'll change. The, the John Wall and Norman Powell playing together thing, you would think it would work on paper, but it's just not. It's just two guys out there who think they need to be, for lack of better words, Batman of the second unit. And it's like Batman Beyond and regular Batman out there. <laughs> Just like <laughs> trying trying to be the, the A star of the show. It's the Adam West Batman. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it, it's like, and it's, but the thing is like, I'm going to be real about it is I don't think necessarily John Wall's trying to be Batman out there. I just think when he looks at the second unit, he's like, okay, well, I'm probably the best at making things happen. But then you have Norman Powell over there thinking like, well, I'm probably the best at making things happen. And I just, it just feels like this could work on paper. You guys just both need to naturally let it happen. I'm also under the impression that Ty Lue's not necessarily like setting a bunch of offenses out there for these guys to run. And that's just how it feels right now. And maybe no, just maybe I can just totally agree play. with that. Yeah. I can totally agree with that. I, I I it doesn't look like there's any plays going on. It just looks like he's letting them hoop, letting them figure it out, let them feel each <laughs> I was gonna phrase that so weirdly. <laughs> phrase it. Let them, let them feel each other. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, gonna, um, I'm gonna I'm going I'm going to name the podcast title that let them feel each other. <laughs> You know, just get in tune, you know, like get the rhythm, understand, like know your know your teammates. Yeah, you can practice how you want in an open gym, but it's different when you're actually playing against opponents that are trying to win, you know, um, yeah. and they're trying to distract in the process of it. You know? I, feel, I feel like Norman Powell's like, I don't get it, man. I made like 15 threes by myself in the gym the other day while wearing my Blazers shorts. And now I show up to a real game, and I, I I'm just struggling. I don't get. He it. starts wearing the blazer shorts underneath his uh, clipper, sh- <laughs> clipper shorts. Dude, if he had to do that to, to hoop, 
go ahead dude i don't you know like how teams wear like the under like the like the tank top on well he, he wears like the shirt i don't care if like on the sleeve there's a little mini blazers logo <laughs> as long as he as long as he's out there hooping we got we got him to go out there and hoop so go out there and hoop i don't the, the, i don't didn't michael jordan play with his college shorts underneath maybe he did probably i think that i've heard that story too yeah i remember from uh from uh space jams oh okay yeah maybe like I don't care if he's wearing compression shorts. I don't care if he's wearing Damian Lillard shoes. I don't care if he's wearing blazer socks. Go out there and hoop. <laughs> <All right? laughs> Go out there and hoop. I absolutely agree with you. Because I uh, swear to God, if he does not figure this out, he's going to be wearing blazer's gear in February or something. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why. I just need to train him back to the blazers. Uh, <laughs> we'll train him, train him back to the blazers for Keon Johnson. <laughs> No, Norm, I feel like you're, you're getting a lot of a lot of negativity. Here's some positivity. I believe in you. You got this, man. Don't be in your head. You, you know what? Because who, bro. he's the third best player on the team. I'm saying that right now. He is. It's not. It's not even arguable. He is talent for talent, skill for skill. The third best player on this team. Right now, though, I can name. Eight to ten Clippers playing better than him, and that's my deal. That's my issue. Is there any other players you want to highlight before we head out? Marcus Morris. Marcus Morris looks good. He looks spry. <laughs> I, I've always had faith in his knees that they would carry him this far. You know what's the winning formula for Marcus Morris? What? It's being a father. I, I think so too. I think he needs more kids. <laughs> <laughs> Go out there, get more kids. You know what? So last year, I was really hard on Marcus Morris's knee, and he went out there, proved me wrong. I'm hoping that us being hard on Norman this year is this version of Marcus Morris, and he goes out there and just balls. At February, we're gonna be like, "There's no way you can trade Norman Powell." You know, you get rid of everyone but him. Like, get rid of Paul, get rid of Kawhi. Keep <laughs> I want us to be saying that in February. Probably not gonna happen. <laughs> um, I want to highlight Zoo. He was a monster against the Lakers. Yes, he's been absolutely. playing really well. And uh, Luke Kennard, true king of Ohio. There was moments where Luke Kennard was guarding LeBron James, and LeBron James was like, "Ah, no, I can't, I can't, I can't, I, I can't <laughs> fuck with this." And he just he has like, "I'm going to pass it out, pass it out to some no name Laker guy." Is that Ryan? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Russell Westbrook, some no name. <laughs> some some middle tier, some middle tier player named Anthony Davis. <laughs> like... Oh yeah, Luke Kennard's been amazing, man. That guy just comes in and just starts knocking down shots. It's crazy. Um, man, uh anybody else? Um I, I, I still like Reggie Jackson's positivity. Has he been great so far? No. But I'm also... He's also dealing with an injury, so... And and you know what? I have faith that when we need him, he will step... Hey, you know what? In the Laker game, he struggled, right? But it was 89-89, and he made a three, a clutch three. And that's why I like Reggie Jackson, because he was having an off night, and he didn't let it get in his head. He went out there, and he still hooped. And that helped us get to a victory. I just love Twitter space going in on Reggie about last game against the Suns. Uh, where's Reggie? Where's Reggie? Reg- Bro, Reggie's the fourth best player. <laughs> fourth <laughs> and fifth, maybe. <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah. Everyone, like, keep in mind, too, we brought in Norman Powell. 
We have John Wall. We have a bunch of players on this team that are really good. And everyone's like, hey, man, where's this fourth or fifth, sixth best player we got? Why isn't he stepping? (laughs) Do you think people have the same conversations in the net spaces? Like, where? Oh, man, where's Joe Harris? (laughs) Well, he's probably hurt. Uh, do you think uh, people in the nugget spaces are like, man, DeAndre Jordan, just not, <laughs> just not, just not doing it for me, man. We needed him to go get a double double today, and he and he did it in the eight minutes he played. They're probably saying, why is he still in the league? <laughs> <laughs> right. Why was he the first free agent we signed? <laughs> but uh, you know what? We brought up a good point right now. Spaces, Twitter spaces, guys. If you're listening. We host Twitter spaces after each game that the Clippers play. Um, it's an open space. Everyone can come and join us. And basically, we have like an open forum. We just mm-hmm. discuss the, 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 good, the good and the bad of the game. And it's all in Clipper community. So it's great. We get like, we get a good turnout. So Yeah, we, get, we, we sometimes get a ton of people in there. Uh, we sometimes, you know, a lot of people are speaking a lot. There's a lot of good people in there, so it's hard to get everybody in there to talk, but I would say 98% of the time, everyone who requests eventually gets to talk. And, um, we're eventually, especially on these weekends where the Clipper games are crowded, we will eventually just replace this pod and just do a Twitter space. And that will be the pod that week. So everyone, if you're in our Twitter spaces, you have an opportunity to be on our podcast. If that's something that interests you, then come on board and vent about the seventh best player on the team. <laughs> um, but uh, that will take us to the end of the pod. You can find our podcast wherever you find your podcasts. Uh, you can find us on Twitter at LA Clips Forum. Jesse, tell them about our Patreon. Guys. It seemed like you were doing the SpongeBob uh, meme where he's like, <laughs> he, he puts his hand, he's like, boy. <laughs> Guys, uh, as mentioned earlier, we have just launched a Patreon for our podcast. Uh, if you love the podcast, you love the material that we give out, you know, and you want to support, it's $3 for the you know, to join our Patreon uh, with it, you would gain, you know, several things that are, that are brought or well, I shouldn't say brought, but, you know, are gifted to you guys um, for joining. We have basically basketball, fantasy, fantasy basketball, uh, possibly fantasy football, um, fantasy women's basketball. If you're into that as well, we drop Additional podcasts, um, as mentioned earlier, NBA Rivals is one of our favorites because we literally just talk shit about the Western Conference teams. And no hold bar. We go in. And we also like to discuss other sports. Uh, and we want to build a community where people feel comfortable just talking about sports in general. Um, but number one, Clippers. Go Clippers. There we go. And we appreciate everyone who listened to the jingle at the beginning and stay for the rest of the pod. And you could be doing anything with your time, but you're spending it with us. And we appreciate that. That was the LA clips forum. We're out. And thank you, Trent for the outro. Later guys. Go Clippers. Woo woo. That was, I don't know I'll, I'll never do that again. <laughs> <laughs> if I ever do that again, just, just, just,
stop just, just, just end the podcast <laughs> just <laughs> like just delete the twitter delete every episode if i ever do that again <laughs> woo, woo. thank you for joining brian andrew and jesse sandoval for this episode of la clips forum for all the over and backs loose balls clear paths and tip-ins catch la clips forum every week the podcast for fans by fans clipper nation we'll catch you on the rebound oh yeah